Oh my God. It's 2023. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Y'all know the vibe. We back. We back. Come on, man. I'm excited. <laughs> what you thought I was going to play? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Welcome back. This is She and I. I am your host, Be Love. And like always, I have my very special host with me, India Marie. India Marie and Be Love, the husband and wife duo you didn't know you need, but you got us and we are here to stay. This is the best thing to happen on a Tuesday. Well, damn it, since Monday. Are you going to keep that volume? Oh. Like, please turn it uh, down. Turn I told it down. You, before turn we got down. on the mic, I said, I'm about to, we haven't recorded. Man, you're yelling. Stop yelling. No, I'm not. Just talk regular. We haven't recorded. Exactly. It's you're so much louder than I am. Who is? It'd be beautiful when you can see stuff in real time. Thank you. <laughs> see? Yeah, I That's did choke. why. I did choke. I'm not even gonna lie. I might have to calm down. I'm too excited. I haven't potted in about five weeks, man. It ain't we been that this. long. It's been that long. We haven't potted. We missed Christmas. We missed New Year's. Beard. You had a baby? And we missed a week after that? And here we are. Well, you're the Welcome reason we back. Christmas. Why? Why? What'd I do? Because you had COVID. Oh, we had COVID? We didn't have COVID. He <laughs> hey, had COVID. Hey, one for all and all for one. First of all, let me stop here, man. Thank you guys and welcome back. We missed you and we're back. You thought she told y'all. I tell you all the time. She manifests things so much <laughs> to the point. Where they are bound to happen. It was on a pod, and she said, you know what? It was the last one we recorded. No, nah, it was the one before that one. I don't you think did, it, was. Yeah, it I was. Think it was. I think it was the last one we recorded. You kept saying that. I don't know how much long I got. I'm not finna be recording. I'm pregnant. So you better get as many, many of these episodes out of me now as that, you can. That's not what it was. What was it? Well, because we were heading to... We were heading to Memphis for my grandmother's yeah. uh, funeral. Okay. And then after that, I was like, I don't know how many more episodes we got. And here we are. We had a baby. <laughs> we didn't have many. We had like three. She did that to us. But I anyway. did not. So we. So y'all know what? It was Thanksgiving. We came yeah. back from Thanksgiving. Me and Blake had the flu. That's why we did not record that week. Mm-hmm. And then after that, mm-hmm. I don't know. The end of my pregnancy, I was just feeling really bad. Um, and then he got COVID, and then I had the baby, and then, yeah, that's what's happening. Well, between now and then, may y'all have really, um, y'all have really showed love. So, give it up for yourself one time. Somehow, Some in way. the midst of us not recording, <laughs> our uh, social media page. And our listens. On Instagram. I and our listens, Yeah. <laughs> Has gone up like Instagram for I mean we we have not recorded any new material, but Instagram has jumped from five thousand to twelve thousand followers in like a week and a half. So this is your first time. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Stick around. 
Tell a friend to tell a friend and tune the hell on in. Go to YouTube if you're listening on Apple and check out the video visual experience. I need it right this time. So listen, <laughs> we're here. The funny part about all of this, I have had the majority of the clips that I've been posting on the podcast page already ready to go. Some of them are old as hell, like a year, maybe two years old. And the way people react, let me just stop right here and say, we're married, if you're new. We've been married for about eight years. You know, um, about? It's going on nine. So it's about eight years going on nine. Um, <laughs> so we've been married about eight years going on nine. We have two kids now. We'll get to that in a second. Um, a girl and a boy. And a then, boy. you know. She cheated on me in the past, but we reconciled and now we're here. Somebody actually DM'd us uh, <laughs> recently. I didn't respond, but somebody, I let you respond. But somebody like this. asked us a I question and what? said, "Has there been any, been any cheating in y'all's relationship?" Um, in a relationship, like I gotta read. read the yeah, question I think I think it was like, let me see. Because I'll answer the question, and the answer is unequivocally no it is <laughs> nobody has cheated Hold in on. this relationship so yeah Boy, nobody get on somewhere <sighs> have y'all experienced have y'all ever experienced cheating that's oh, what the DM okay. said I mean but yeah of course but that not... question came after the clip that he posted yesterday and that clip was About the basically brush. recognizing red flags in relationships yeah and in the clip I went on to say that Bear had all of the red, red flags, flags. Because he did. No, I didn't. But <laughs> to this day, he absolutely had all of the red flags. But it's crazy. People are so reactive on social media. Like they see a 10 second clip and just lose their their absolute minds. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm really not the one for posts going viral. Like we got three posts on that page. They're pinned at the top. And people have really gravitated to those posts. I appreciate but it. No, no, no. I'm for all of that. I'm the type of person I like to tussle. So if I see some stupid shit in the comments, I might respond. I might respond. And so, um, she be ready for she's ready. I had to tell this little girl, and I did call her a little girl, but I had to tell her <laughs> that the clip that we were talking about that stuff happened when I was 19. Yeah, and we had just met, and I was just starting to go to his house. So he was my boyfriend. But let me, let's so he technically question, didn't though. cheat. Like, Bear and I started dating. Let's mm -hmm. answer the question. In 2012. Mm -hmm. That was like when it was official. We were public. We mm -hmm. pretty much missed the rail all of 2010. Yep. All of 2011. On yep. and off. Because he would he would demonstrate a red flag. And then I would I would back off. Yep. That's the fact. And this is just kind of one of the things where, like, until you get your shit together, like this. We're not doing this. But you know how I got her back? Through changed behavior. I didn't do any lip service. You know, I did a little bit, if you know what I mean. But <laughs> you know what I mean. But I was trying to change my behavior to get her back. I kept messing up. So I guess cheating, however you want to frame it. Do you want to answer it? You want me to answer it? Like, what are we doing? What? I mean, it's really nothing to answer. By the time we actually started dating and were like public with our relationship, like, most of that stuff was behind us. Yeah. Like, it was, like, way behind us. Because we actually, like, we were talking 
Um, and then we stopped talking. Yeah. And that was when shit hit the fan. And y'all gonna have to go back and listen to the old episodes from the first <laughs> year of our podcast to hear those stories because we've already told them and we I ain't got we ain't got to tell them stories no more. Yeah, nah. Um, but they're out there if you want to hear them. But as there. far as us, like when we became seriously date, like when we were seriously dating, talking about marriage, and then yeah. we got married. No, there has not been any cheating. But I tell you, what's the worst type of cheating? I'm going to just go into it real fast. And I kind of said it earlier about the kissing post, but emotional cheating is the worst type for me. Physical cheating is bad. Like, don't get it twisted. You feel me? But when you emotionally engage with the person, like, I mean, you would rather be with that person or text that person or have conversations and share your intimate thoughts and feelings with another person beyond your significant other. Then it hurt. Oh, they cuts deep. And fellas out there, you know, the worst question that we ask when we get physically cheated on, was it better than me? You can you mean to tell me that's what you want to know? You don't want to know that. And the ladies, hopefully, she's not going to tell you the truth. The answer's always going to be no, it wasn't, unless, you know, she's just a cold-hearted snake. But that's the worst question a man can ask after being cheated on. Was he better than me? Man, no, you need to be asking yourself how to find an he exit been, door. He could have been better than you, though. Jesus. He absolutely could have been better than you. You so probably you went handling your business. huh? Would you tell me the truth? Did that really happen? Yeah. And what you expect me but to But I'm not a around? cheater, though. Yeah, you're not. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm, I've never been the type. I, I will back off and just not talk to you in, in the relationship before I cheat. That's not something I believe. I've literally never been a cheater. Mm-hmm. So, she there's that. I've always, been a, <laughs> I've always been a relationship. Well, Bear thought I cheated on him. But again, the same things that he were doing, I yeah, we deserved together. to do, too. Yeah, we, yeah, weren't we weren't together. together. So, I was, I was dating. I was going on dates. So go back and check out those old episodes. They're there. But let's get caught up to speed. Because we got a lot to talk about. Last time y'all saw, face was a little bit heavier right in this area. Stomach was poking out a little further. Legs a little why, swollen. Why? Why? We t- why? Because what I'm trying to go somewhere. But now, well, get snap there. back. Look at her. Can't tell she was pregnant at all. Body just you can. smushing back together. <laughs> So, so, see what I'm saying? I can't give you a compliment for you stepping all over it. I don't you gotta need move you out of the giving way. me a compliment in that way. What you mean? I had to give you, build you up to then build you back up again. See, I'm not going to tell you now. I'm going to build you up and build you up some more. Yo, Come on, somebody. Your approach be wild. You crazy as hell. So, what are we talking about this episode? Let's are go ahead and talk about it? it. Hold on, hold on. Let's go and get something. Oh, we back. So listen, we came to pod today and I'm going to step out of the way because really, I want y'all to hear India's birthing story. All right. (laughs) So I'm going to move out of the way and give India the floor to tell y'all what happened with our baby girl, Shiloh. India named her Shiloh Anai Newsome. Give it up for baby Shiloh. (laughs) Now, Crazy part about the name Shiloh is I'm from Mississippi and I have a hard time kind of pronouncing eyes. So now that my daughter's name has a hard, like real pronounced I, I have to slow my speech down 
and really think about saying her name. But go ahead. Yeah. And it's crazy because I can say Shiloh. You know, every I was gonna say everybody in t- Tennessee that's Shiloh. so country. So like the nurses in the hospital, they was like, Oh, I love Shiloh. And I was like, Oh, that's yep. gonna drive me yep. insane. Yep. But Barry calls her shy. I've been calling her Lolo, so she'll, you know, she got a couple of nicknames. A lady of many names. But how yeah. did she get here? So I'm going to see if I can tell this story without getting emotional because honestly, it's quite traumatizing and it was not the birth that I wanted. Mm-mm. Even though I'm very happy that she's here, it has been very hard on me emotionally and physically. And physically. <laughs> um, so I think we uh, the night before we went into labor, mm-hmm. Barry and I went live on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, Barrett is on TikTok. I mean, I'm technically on TikTok too, but I don't post. Um, uh, but his page is all podcast stuff. So same name, Beloved 1911 on TikTok. So we went live on TikTok, and um, basically I was just saying I'm just tired of being pregnant. Like I'm ready to go into labor, and I was telling him that I had a couple of friends that did the nipple simulation trick. And I was like, you know, I might do that when I get home. <laughs> I mean, before I go to bed because we we're already home. And so that night, I did. I got in the shower, did a little rub down, and then I was like, mm, "This is making me want to have sex." And I'm in so Let's much go. pain right now that I don't feel like having sex. Let's go. So I was like, "I've had enough of this." And then I just I went to bed. And so I went to bed, <laughs> and probably like one that morning, stopped yourself from having. Sex. I started having contractions. And I had already thought I was kind of having them, but they were not consistent at all. And I honestly thought they were still Brax and Hicks. But one that morning, I was like, mm, that feels like That's a real, real deal. So pretty much like every hour, I was having like one, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And then I got up the next morning. They were gradually increasing. So probably like around two, I text my doula. I was like, hey, this is how I'm feeling or whatever. She called me and she was like, mm. You sound like you might be in labor. She was like, um, and I was like, take okay, a well, bath, sit your ass down. Yeah, she was like, go take a bath, try to relax or whatever. I technically don't need it because I figured we probably weren't going to get to the last part. Um, yeah, take a bath, try to relax, whatever. So I get in the bathtub, I try to relax, and I'm in the bathtub having contractions. I was like, oh, I'm definitely in labor. <laughs> and so I called my doctor. So this is, let me like backtrack. I think I've said before that Shiloh was a breach. Like the entire third trimester, she was breached. Soon as I stepped in the third trimester, they told me she was breached, but my doctor didn't try to push a C-section in. She didn't sideways. She was just kind of like, well, um, you know, babies turn all the time. Like, you know, she'll probably turn in the next couple of weeks. Tell them about all the routines you were doing to get out of turn. Yeah, so... Starting at like probably thirty <laughs> weeks, thirty two weeks. We tried everything. Um, you know, I had another appointment, and it was like, well, she still breached. So I was like, okay, let me try. Like, what can I do? So I was doing the spinning babies exercises. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to the <clears throat> chiropractor. By the time I was thirty four weeks, I was also going to physical therapy. Everything. And at that point, you know, I had another doctor's appointment because at that point it was like, all right, we're going every week now. And I was like, okay, she's still breached. And she was like, okay, 
we'll probably have to talk about C-section. And I was like, well, do you deliver breech babies? And she was like, oh, no. She was like, basically, she was like. Told it straight up. She was like, not nah. me. Not happening. So I was like, okay. Find another doctor if you want to deliver vaginally. Yeah. So I was like, well, let me keep trying the stuff. And so then at that point, I had started acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Combined with moxibustion, which moxie is like a like a uh an herb and it's it looks like a cigarette almost, but you burn it and shit you, smells awful by the way. You burn it and you hold it at your pinky toe. Y'all thought the onions and the potatoes together were bad? This moxibustion stuff smelled like mm-hmm. incense and fart. No, it didn't. It yes, just smelled it like smoke. <clears throat> so um Tried all that. Okay. I get to week 37. No, I get to week 38 because I had her at 39.4. Get to week 38, she still breached. So I'm like, okay. With this point, I'm like, I having to make peace with the fact that I'm probably going to have to have a C section. And, uh, but I asked her, yeah, I was crying at every doctor's appointment at that point. Pissed. And so she was like, okay, we're going to. We'll just schedule you for C section at 39 weeks. So I was like, well, listen, I feel very weird about picking her birthday. I absolutely <laughs> do not want to pick her birthday. Um, I would like for her to choose her own birthday and come whenever she's ready to come. So she was like, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, but if you haven't had her by the end of 39 weeks, then you know, you'll be 40 weeks full term for real. Then we'll we'll talk about possibly scheduling you for something. So I was like, okay, as long as She's not at risk, and I'm not at risk. Let's I'm cool with that plan. So, I go into labor on the 28th. Mind you, Bear had already guessed <clears throat> her birthday. We, I told him, I was like, you know, I feel like she may come on the 18th. Because I kept seeing 18s everywhere. And um, he was like, you know, it's funny you say that because I think she's going to come on the 28th. And I was like, why do you think she's going to come on the 28th? And he was like, because we all have eights in Everybody our birthdays. Everybody has an eight. She so, can't miss up tradition. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, if she don't come on the 18th, she's probably going to come on the 28th. If she doesn't come on the 28th, I think she's going to come on my grandmother's birthday, which was January 1st. I knew what day she was so coming. So those were the, the days time. that we had kind of like put out there. So the 28th, my birthday is January 8th. There it is, August 18th. Blake is February twenty eighth. Damn, you my kid birthday, you boss. That's the first one. So I've honestly been having a hard time saying Shiloh's birthdays when I'm scheduling her doctor's appointment because I want to say that her birthday is December twenty eighth, twenty eighteen. Like uh, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then she can She comes on December twenty eighth. So our family, we're very connected to eights. So, um. I went into labor, called my doctor, and I was talking to the nurse. I'm telling her, I was like, in the past hour, I've had like six contractions, like five or six. I'm like, I'm not timing them perfectly, but I feel like that's about how many it's been. She was like, okay. Um, and then she's like talking, asking me questions. And she was like, wait, did you just have a contraction? And I was like, yeah, I did. And she was like, okay, let's go ahead and have you come into the hospital. So I was like, all right. It's so then time. I went in there, told Beard. He wrapped up his work call. Told Blake that his baby sister was coming that day. And then we have had the most incredible village. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. Because like we've said before, we don't have any family here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, ha- we have 
friends that are like family. And so normally my homegirl Sydney, who, you know, if you follow me on social media, you know, I have a friend, a close friend who we were one week apart in pregnancy. And so her mom usually like holds us down, but she was already in Atlanta with Sydney because Sydney had just had her baby the week before. So my friend Lauren, the girl who has kept Blake for years, Miss Lola came and he stayed with Lauren for three days. Loved it. Had a ball. (laughs) The day that I got home from the hospital, he didn't want to come home. He thought he was on vacation. Yeah, he was having a ball. And his, for whatever reason, his dream is to live in an apartment. Never figured it. He he asked me, Dad, now that we have baby Shiloh, can we move into an apartment? I'm like, bro, what the hell? That sounds absolutely ass backwards. (laughs) But all right, we'll think about it. So he thought that Lauren's spot was like a extended stay hotel, like whatever. Living his best life. Living his best life. So she held us down like the whole time. So I appreciate her like so much. And so, you know, I finally gather myself. We get to the hospital. Like uh-huh. we supposed to go right then, but I had to wait till Lauren got to the house, get Blake settled. I was still grabbing a couple of things. Bag was packed, but I was like grabbing the last few things. And, um, we get to the hospital like two hours later after I call the doctor. So I get there. I decided to birth at St. Tom. I mean, it's Centennial Hospital this time because I was told that they have much better bedside manner as far as the nurses go than St. Thomas. And I had a really bad experience with a nurse at St. Thomas when I delivered Blake. Scarred up for life. Yeah. So I decided, Said I'm not going back because yeah. of Lucretia. Yep, Lucretia the nurse. Wasn't happening again. But let me pause you. I wanted to go back because of Mimi. This will deliver Blake. But her body, her choice. I said, hey, you pick the name. <laughs> you pick the hospital. And I'm going to be there for support. Well, I wasn't sure that Nini was, Mimi was actually going to be there because she had started she doing traveling. Yeah. Traveling nurse assignments or whatever. Um, so switch to Centennial. And as far as the nurses in their bedside manner, everybody was 100% correct. The nurses were top tier. Okay. What was not top tier? Talk about it. We get to the hospital. Talk about it. You know, you check in and, or you go to registration. So I get there and I'm telling her, like, I'm in labor. My doctor told me to come here. Um, Who's your doctor? Tell them my doctor. And... They're like, well, are you scheduled for a C-section? I was like, no. They started to ask us questions like this wasn't an emergency. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm not scheduled for a C-section because my doctor and I's plan was to allow me to go into labor naturally. My baby is breech. I need to check in. So much so the lady got from behind the counter. Oh, you about to get to that point? Go. Keep no, going. she got from behind the counter and then she had to go to the back to confirm what the fuck I'm saying. Either way it go, it didn't matter because I was in labor. I'm like literally, like it's physical in my body at this point. She's I'm telling them later. And later. I'm like breaking down in between contractions. <laughs> so then check this out. I'm getting pissed off. Every guy knows what I'm talking about. You see your wife trying to articulate something to somebody who seemingly doesn't want to be bothered and really is like, hey, if you ain't got nothing scheduled, we can't help you. Thank God for Alicia, the doula from Homeland Heart. Alicia was there to kind of break 
the um, tension that was in the room because I had already at that point reached the level 10. I'm like, lady, man, listen, we in triage. I ain't finna fill out no paperwork. I gave you my insurance card. I gave you my ID. You've already gone back to the bank to check out everything and make sure everything was cool. Why are you still handing me paperwork? We can do this later on. Like, can we get her in the back? But Alicia was there. She stepped in, cool, calm, and collected <laughs> to kind of help push things along. Yeah. So I finally get back in triage. They tell me that I can't have anybody with me. So Barrett can't come back. Oh, Alicia can't come back. Tell them this part. So I'm so all right. We can't come back. So once again, I'm mad. So then I ask Alicia, man, why can't we go back that with her? She's like, oh, let me explain to you what's going to happen. They're going to take her in the back and they're going to make sure you're not beating on her. I said, say what? <laughs> she said, they're going to take her in the back and they're going to ask her, is she getting physically abused by her partner? And I said, you got to be kidding. Alicia told me that the majority of cases of physical abuse, domestic violence, are come from pregnant women. Had no idea. If you out there beating on your woman and she pregnant, boy, they got a special place in hell for you. The devil waiting to barbecue your ass. So, <laughs> and sure enough, they did ask me those questions. I was like, do you feel safe at home? Like, I was just like, can you please just get me We're back just to the fucking to have room? A baby, bro. We ain't trying to do all this. So, you know, they, and really it was pointless. Like, all they it. needed to do was like check my blood pressure and not it. So, anyways. The nurse that I'm in triage with, she sticks me in my arm. She fucks it up. To, like As of I'm 11, 12 days postpartum today. She had a bad attitude. Yeah, 12 days postpartum at this point. And where she stuck me the first time still hurts. Yeah, got a little keloid right there. So I'm sitting here like she, she's trying to get the needle in. And I'm like, if it hurts. It hurts. She told her. It hurts. What are you doing? So she takes the needle out. And I'm looking at her upside her head like, damn. Bitch, can you hear? So then she moves up, puts the needle. Now nah, you missed the part. In the crease of my arm. You be going too fast. Oh no, because I'm not really trying to tell every single I detail. Am. But what he's saying, what he's about to say, is that she looks up at me and she says, "Do you want to grab somebody else to do it?" With an attitude, talk about, do you want somebody else to do it? I'm like, man, lady, if you don't get this shit together, we ain't here for all that, man. We here to have a baby still. So my then bad. she ends up putting a needle right here in the crease of my elbow. Okay. She looked like Miss Ho Kim on a lot of levels. And know who that Ms. was frustrating is. because after I had Shiloh, I couldn't hold her in this <sighs> arm. I'm trying to breastfeed her. I can't hold her because of where she put because of where she put the needle. And every time you bent your arm, the machines went up. It was like <laughs> The nurse come back in. Did you bend your arm? You really got to keep your arm straight. And I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to keep my arm straight? And I'm trying to hold my baby. Like, go to hell. I was so irritated. She did such a bad job that the um, nurses, the delivery, the labor and delivery nurses were like, why does she stick you right there? Everybody kept asking, why does she stick you right there? I'm like, man, y'all need to get it. That's your people. Go downstairs and ask her. So she asked me. Well, and I mean, she was like, after, you know, when she stuck me the first time, she was like, well, your vein bubbled. And I was like, that's never happened before. I've never had that happen before. She was wild. So after being in triage for a fucking hour <laughs> in labor, I finally get rolled back to my room. Mm -hmm. I get in my room and the nurse, like she starts prepping me. The saddest thing happened. She was like, 
You got to take your nose ring out. <laughs> That's the saddest thing. Hold up. That's the saddest thing that happened. It's one of the saddest things. I'm still She's sad nuts. about it, like, to this day. She's nuts. So I had to take my nose ring out. She couldn't take it out. She had yeah, to call. I'm <laughs> I had to call Icon Tattoo Piercing Place, tell them what was going on. And they, you know, told me how to take it out because I had had that same ring for a year and a half and yeah. I just hadn't chased it out. So I was like, I don't know how to take this bitch out. And it was like, well, we just really don't want you to get burned. And I was like, what the f- What do you mean get burned? So get the nose ring out. And my doula was like, it's fine. She was like, we'll just make sure you get it back in like after as soon after you have her. So I was like, OK. So the nurse keeps coming. She keeps coming into the room. She was like, it'll probably be like another 30 minutes. She'll come back. It'll probably be like another 30 minutes. Come back. Probably another 30. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? We haven't eaten at this point. But I packed them. I got to pack a bag. I had all the snacks. I'm in there. I felt bad. I asked India, men, listen to your boy. If you see your woman in labor and you know that she's hungry, don't you start eating in front of her. Like, be respectful. Ask her if she mind you eating. And even if she says, nah, it's cool. You can eat. Don't eat in front of her. Go outside. Go to the bathroom. So much so, I didn't even eat in front of her. I had a protein shake. Knocked it back. Well, he had a boost. And I was like, you can have that. I was like, ain't no point in us both being hungry as hell and out of it. So go ahead and do what you got to do. Six was in there. Star. So finally, we, we sit in that room for three hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we're at the hospital for nice four room, hours though. before they roll me back to the OR. Mind you, I'm in active labor at this point. By the time they roll me back to the OR, my contractions are probably like two minutes apart, which they should have gotten me back to the OR as soon as I got there, considering she was breaching the position that she was in. She was still like kind of transverse breach. So her head was up here by my ribs and her feet were still like kind of diagonal, like towards my hip. So I'm having contractions and my body's like trying to pull her down the birth canal. There's nowhere for her to fucking go. So we get back to the OR and everybody's calm. It was like, woo, let's have this baby. I guess they're trying to make me feel calm. But I'm just like this shit. Like my anxiety is so high at this point. Mm -hmm. And so I had been warned about having the shakes um, after the C-section. Um, and they said it's usually because of hormones, but I think it's because I was just fucking terrified. Like I had already started shaking as they were rolling me to the OR. So, and then for that, I was probably shaking for like two hours after I had her. I thought you were having a seizure. I was scared. I'm so, going to get to that part. Keep going. We get to the OR. They start prepping me. You know, I get my spinal tap, which my back still hurts from the spinal. And... All of a sudden, the tone of my doctor kind of shifts. And she was like, okay, we got to do this really fast. And I was like, why the fuck? Like, what, what's going on? They threw that curtain up. <laughs> cut me open. Shiloh was outside of my body. Three minutes flat. They asked if we wanted to have a um, transparent cape. And when I went back there, they had a curtain. I'm sorry. When I went back, they said, do you want to look over the curtain to see what's going on? I told that nurse right in her face. I don't want y'all to come to my job and watch me work. I'm not going to come to your job and watch you work. So make sure you get the damn baby out. Let's go. That is. So it was like sort of a planned C-section because the plan was for me to get to the hospital in labor and for my doctor to check to see had she went ahead and turned head down. So why did I could feel her head 
the entire time. So when I got there, I told him, I was like, she still breathes. I can still feel her head. I know exactly where it is. And so the reason why it like it, it went to like a calm expected situation to like an emergency c-section within like a matter of minutes because About they get me minutes. back to the <laughs> or they're still monitoring shiloh her heart rate drops to 70 it went from 130 140 no it's like 150 went from 150 to 70 like and all of a sudden you saw people in there transitioning from being smooth everything was still calm but everything was like hyperspeed at that point yeah hyperspeed so that's what i said i'm not even it's like i was feeling them like tugging on my stomach which i guess was them cutting me open it was like a lot of pressure and then before i knew it i could hear my doctor she was like you got to do more than that so she wasn't crying the way that she should have been crying and she had swallowed meconium again and like some other fluid and so i think that she got stressed out because again by the time i got back to the or my contractions were like two minutes apart and she's probably like, what the fuck? Like, like I'm getting squeezed. When Shiloh came out of me, she looked like she had getting, gotten beat up. I was scared. I straight up asked the nurse, hey, man, my baby going to look like this? So her eye was like extremely swollen. Um, and it was she had red. A black eye. And she basically had a black eye. And so now she still has marks on her face, but they're angel kisses, which are like temporary birthmarks. And I can't fully explain it, but <laughs> they said that they should be gone by the time she's um, like one or two, which is fine. But the girl got birthmarks all over her body. She literally has like every, like she has the angel kisses, she has the, the stork bites, she has the uh, Mongolian, whatever the fuck they call them. Like, it was just so much. See, I didn't even know that. The Mongolian stew. What yeah, the fuck is that? It was so much going on. So, you know, they take her and then, like, the, the pediatric nurses are trying to, like, get her to, to cry more. And so she I can see her. She starts crying. They're trying to get all the fluid out of her. And I'm, like, looking at her. And, you know, Bear brings her to me. But then they take her back. Well, you missed some important parts. I don't want to cut you off. But I have We're to. already 33 minutes in. But we missing some stuff. And I don't want to. So listen, man. I'm in there. Y'all probably wondering. Where's your boy? Well, why don't you tell your side of the story after I tell mine? Keep going. Like. Because they intertwine. But keep well, going. You, but you can tell them part at the end of what I'm saying right now. So she, like I said, I'm looking over at her. And then all of a sudden, I like look back straight and it feels like my body is kind of like laying back and I get the worst headache of my life. Mm. And it comes on like instantly. And so I'm like, hey, why is my head hurting all of a sudden? And so nobody's answering me. And I was like, is this normal? Like, why is my head hurting like this? I mean, it literally felt like I could have blacked out any minute. And so I'm, I'm constantly asking. At this point, I've asked him like four times, like, what is going on? Why is my head hurting like this? So then one of the nurses comes and whispers in my ear. She said, okay, well, your heart rate dropped. Uh -oh. So I gave you some medicine for that. But your body was really sensitive to the medicine. And so your blood pressure spikes really high. Um, And then I gave you some more medicine to bring your blood pressure back down. <laughs> A cocktail. So I'm sitting here looking like, what? At that point, I'm like... Freaking out. I'm like Super freaking out. Shaking. You, you, it, she had the shakes. She told you. But after that, it was like, for real, you look like you had a seizure. Yeah. And I was just like, I just kept thinking in my head. I was like, God, I do not want to die. <laughs> That's how terrified I was. 
And so she, um, I was like, you got to do something about this headache. Like, make it go away right fucking now. And so they had, she was like, well, do you want some ice packs? And she was like, okay, yeah. So they had, like, towels on my head, on the back of my head. It was just, it was so much going on. So then, like, we're probably in the OR, like, an hour. Yeah, it wasn't Hour it, and a half, maybe. It wasn't that long, either. But... I didn't get to hold her, like, skin to skin, none of that immediately after because they spent the rest of the time stitching me up and trying to stabilize me. So they get me stabilized. They thought my girl was about to call Shiloh was fine. When they finally roll us back to recovery, we get back to recovery, and I'm just out of it. <laughs> She's done. Streets. Are done. We won. Um, so I'm going to pause this part of the story and let him tell like how he was feeling and, you know, during all that madness. Someone jump in. All that shit was going on, man. First of all, they gave me the big uniform. They didn't have a uniform my size. Let's talk about that. <laughs> they didn't even button me up in the back. They came in there, draped your boy with the OR costume, and I'm cool with it. It wasn't that fresh, but it was all right. If they, if they had my size, we would have been in the game. But they pulled me in there. Just as fast as they were cutting India open, they sent me beside her face. So I'm looking at her like, hey, you got it. You almost done. You almost done. I look at the ground and all I see is a sea of red. I'm like, damn, I didn't know it went down like this in the OR. Blood and a little bit of guts were just <laughs> splashing and hitting the ground. Mind you, while we were in the first room, like the triage room or whatever, they told us that they had to clean the um, OR. Remember? Mm -hmm. So like, if we have to clean the OR, it would take about 15 minutes. Ain't no way they were cleaning up all that blood in no 15 minutes. I kept telling her, I said, you don't understand how much blood is on the ground. I can't even make it up. All around the bed, all around the area, it was blood. It was just stuff falling. And I was already nervous about losing too much blood. <laughs> and it could have been like why my heart dropped my like why my heart rate dropped like that because I was anemic. So my iron was already low. It was really low. Um but I like missed the window to start iron infusions because the week that I was supposed to go back to the doctor was the week that Blake and I came down with the flu. And so that appointment they were supposed to recheck my iron and um they probably would have started me on iron infusions then because I had to do those with Blake as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so by the time I was able to get back in to go to the doctor, I was like two, two weeks away from having them. They basically told me that it's too late for them to really be effective. So just keep taking your prenatal along with your iron pills or whatever. So I was like, okay. So I was already like really concerned with like losing too much blood. And, you know, of course they asked you um, if anything happens, are you okay with us giving you a blood transfusion? I was just Hell like, yeah, keep me alive. Yeah, so. <laughs> Shit, but anyway. Know that. So I want to ask y'all out there right now, is it normal when you have a C-section to have all that blood around? I just didn't know. And then my smart self, I didn't put the um, operating uniform over my shoes, so I'm looking, <laughs> blood splashing everywhere. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, these shoes are about to be bloody. Anyway, the baby comes out. They hold the baby up, Shiloh like Lion King. They said, Dad, stand up, take a picture. <laughs> I looked at that nurse in their face and said, hey, if I stand up, I'm going to fall. My legs are too nervous to stand up. She laughed. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm for real. <laughs> I can't stand up. 
because I'm going to fall. I don't want to see my wife open up on up. Imagine now, if you will, if you look over the curtain and all you see is your wife's insides exposed, are you going to want to like, look at that? They no, that's different. Like looking at a baby come out vaginally, then you know, nothing wrong with that. That's cool. But seeing your woman spread open, that's going to scare you. I ain't really want to see that. Then on top of that, she's kind of freaking out, like shaking. So they got her arms like crucifixion. She's <laughs> <laughs> I talked about she was shaking like that. I hope y'all went to the YouTube and watched it. So I'm like, oh shit, I can't stand up. I can't look at my baby because I want to make sure my wife is straight. All right. Until you're on an airplane. If shit happens, shit go down, put your mask on first. Then go check. Then put your um your child's mask on. So my first priority is to, of course, make sure my wife is stable. I know. My baby, they she got a whole separate nursing team over there, and it was all, like three nurses over there working on her. They good, like they good. All I see is Harlem Shake over here. So I'm like, all right, I got to make sure you good, Indy. Like I said, you good? She's like, I don't know. I said, what you mean you don't know? She said, I don't know my head, my head, and that's all she said. So at that point, I'm kind of like real nervous. I'm not even talking to the nurse. I'm letting her do all the talking. I'm trying to stay out the way to keep her as calm as possible. But everything ended up working out. I didn't get that much blood on my shoes. <laughs> Baby was all right. She got regulated. And now we rolled back to the room. Take off. Yeah, so we get back to the room. And first of all, Shy came out the womb starving. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So... As soon as they got her to start crying, she automatically starts rooting. So that's when they like are putting their hands up to their mouth. Her mouth is constantly opening. I was like, oh my goodness, you're so hungry. And so we get back to the OR and they have her under, I mean, yo, we get back to recovery. They yeah. have her under the light and she's still over there just starving. Where and did um, go? they was like, mom, they was like, you know, you just went through a lot. You don't have to feed her right now. Like you can rest. Like I you. still have this like headache. And I was like, well, I haven't even been able to hold her. Can you at least give it to me? <laughs> she did. So, she did. And once again, the doula. I think that's why it's important. Alicia stepped in. You got to have a vocal doula too. You can't have one that's laying back in the cut. So, hey, give mom the baby. She haven't held her. Like let her hold her baby. So. Yeah. So they gave her to me and shot immediately like just crossed to the breast like <laughs> hit that tit like a champ <laughs> and I, that was also something I was worried about because I kept reading that C-section mama sometimes it takes their milk longer to come in and so I was really stressed out about that didn't Not have any one. issues with that <laughs> um, she has been nursing like a champ I call her little piranha mouth because she be tearing me up <laughs> um, but when I got to recovery, the medicine that they gave me for the high blood pressure caused my blood pressure to drop too low. It's going crazy. We're going crazy. And so we spend hours in recovery. Hours. Trying to get my blood pressure to stabilize. So we finally get back to 90 some over. Postpartum. Yeah. Finally get back to postpartum. Okay. So Shy was born at 953. 953 p.m. We did not get back to postpartum until 1.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So we were exhausted. Everybody was exhausted. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm trying to see what happened after that. Oh, 
You know, I'm still numb from the spinal. But the next day was the worst pain I had ever felt in my life. <laughs> Listen, if your lady gets a C-section, tell her my motto. Don't be the hero. This one thought she could just do everything she did, I think, for the first um, birth. They just kind of get up and walk. Man, the next day, that shit hit Reality hit her like a ton of bricks. She was sitting up hurting. Yeah. Couldn't move her legs. They put those um compression air bubbles on your legs. She was hurting. And I felt bad because there's nothing you can do. The only thing you can do as a supportive partner, get her what she needs. Get her the water. Help her up. Adjust the bed. Call the nurse. Hold the baby. It's really it. Reassure her that she'll be okay. Other than that, just kind of looking like, damn, what what can I do? It was a very humbling experience because <laughs> you tried I to could do not do anything for myself. Yeah. It was like one night I literally sat up and cried. She did. All night. She did. All night long because um, I guess because of like how fast they had to cut me, it just felt like extra trauma to like my abs. So I don't like sleeping on my back. I've never been a back sleeper. And so I'm trying to like roll over to my side. It is excruciating pain. Um, I can't even describe it. Like mm. it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just kept sitting there thinking like, I couldn't imagine having a baby with somebody I didn't like. We said that. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I just like, I just couldn't because I could not do anything. I had to call him in the bathroom. He, like, he had to help me in the shower. He had to put my little postpartum diaper on, my Depends. I got out the shower. He had to dry, help me dry off. Like, it was wild. And fellas, hey, don't complain. Just do it. Don't be like, man, I don't feel like, man, get your stupid ass up and just do it. Just go in there, he'll help your woman, man. I just, I just couldn't even, I could not believe how much I could not do. <laughs> so I've been struggling with that since I got home from the hospital. And she's still struggling with it right now. How many days? 11? 12. 12 days PP, postpartum. And she's still trying to do a lot. Don't be the hero. She doesn't want to listen, but... She's, I think, I think you are recovering faster than a normal person, too. Well, they said try to get up and move. First of all, it was like, you don't want to get blood clots. And I was just like, there's just so many <laughs> things that could happen here. You like, don't want to tear your incision. And then, like, since I've been home, my blood pressure has still been kind of iffy. So I've been, you know, dealing with that. Um, don't pick up anything heavy. Yeah. So. I mean, when I first got home, I had he had to hand me shy. She was tiny. She was only six pounds, four ounces. Six four. Yeah, so she got a big heart though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of like trying to make peace with. I mean, I'm very grateful that she's here, mm-hmm. and I guess it's kind of one of them things where it's like, <laughs> oh my God, was I not more like was I not specific enough in my prayers when I prayed for this little girl? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you were specific, but at the same time, you also said you want your baby to be healthy. I did. See, I so did. this way may have been the healthiest way. Well, to it was. Have a baby. It was. Uh, that's why I had made peace with the fact that I was going to get a C section. It just did not occur to me how hard it would be mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. it was done. Mm-hmm. I'm telling. I think she really had in her mind. I'm about to be back doing Pilates well, in no, two weeks. I I knew it would be hard. 
Okay. Like, I knew that it would be hard. I've heard stories from other women, but it's like one of them things you don't realize how hard it is unless it happens to you. It's a fact. It's a fact. And the way that she was positioned, there was no way she could come out of my vagina. Mm-hmm. So it was like, like even, I had to have one. And even when they cut in the open, her doctor said she had to turn her to pull her out. Yeah. Yeah, so even if I even if I had went to a doctor who delivered breech babies, it still would not have happened. This scenario would have ended in a C-section regardless. And like I said, I don't know if I was just like, I was probably just really just frustrated with my body considering I tried mm-hmm. everything <laughs> to get her to turn. But homegirl was comfy in her position. Um... She likes what she likes, and that is pretty much her temperament now. Shy likes what she likes. <laughs> now, my question is, considering that you were determined not to have a C-section, yeah. right? What advice would you give other ladies who also have the same determination about not having a C-section? You got to release control. Mm-hmm. Like By the time I got to 35 weeks, I was just kind of like, I'm not in control. (laughs) This is not the path that God has intended for me, obviously, because I had prayed about it. I had journaled about it. Like, like I said, I was doing all the things. And so I don't know. Maybe I maybe I just needed to be humbled. I (laughs) can't believe you said that. I was just kind of like, why is this happening to me? Uh, but it was fine. I just wanted both of us to be healthy. And I wanted um, both of y'all to be here, be happy, and be healthy. And so it has been a journey to to try to get here. Yeah. So, and like I said, I'm still struggling. Hopefully, like these postpartum symptoms ease up soon. <laughs> Because they drive me crazy. Like, so the this, way that I'm sweating right now, like, my postpartum sweats be too. insane. I'm sweating. I think it's hot in this room right now. When uh, does um the postpartum period end? It could be, like, the whole year. Okay. I don't know. But I, I do have to do this for myself. Now, a qualified advice from B-Love and B-Love's I got the keys, the keys, the keys. Sticking with the subject at hand. I want to give some advice to my homies out there who want to support their woman during and after. Well, not really after the C-section happens. So before you leave the hospital, you have to urinate. She had to pee and she had to pee a lot. Best thing you can do for your lady, encourage her to drink as much water as possible. Get her a straw. I ask the hospital to keep bringing them big ass tubs of water and make sure she drinks it. I, Camel, she's swallowing that shit. She swallowed the water better than she swallowed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but she was drinking the water like it was going out of style. I said, keep going now. So that was just something else that I didn't know. The, um, they put the catheter in you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I gotta the, say For this. the C-section. They put the catheter in it and we're in like the... Uh, where we at now? In the recovery room. And all of a sudden, she said, have I been peeing? And I said, have you been peeing? She said, I can't feel nothing. I held up that bad. She said, ugh. <laughs> the lady, uh, oh, I forgot my favorite nurse's name. Miss Debbie. Miss Debbie said, you ready to go empty your golden Louis Vuitton bag? I said, shit. If that's a Louis, then give me Gucci. It I don't want just, nothing to do with that. It was just so much. So, like, the nurse came. So, the nurse comes in and... 
basically, it's time to take the catheter out. And she tells me, you have six hours to go pee because apparently C-section shuts down your bladder and your organs or, see, yeah, or whatever. They, they so. shoved and pushed your organs around. So you have no control. So she was like, you got six hours to pee. If you do not pee, then we're going to have to put the catheter back in you. And I was like, oh, my God. She was like, it's not going to be it's not going to be great because you're not on any like <laughs> numbing medication or anything. So it's going to be really uncomfortable. So I was like, oh, yeah, I got to pee. I got to pee. My girl was drinking so water. I'm drinking stop. water, drinking all the things, trying to pee. I go and they're like, they literally measure your pee. So they stick a whatever in the toilet to measure it. And I had a little bit of pee, but it wasn't like she wouldn't even count it. She was like, you got to give me. You like, I appreciate that, but you could keep coming. So then I was stressed out because her shift was about to end. She was like, basically, if you don't pee before my shift's in, I'm putting this catheter back in you. <laughs> Somehow, some way, God came and so said, literally, let the floodgates open. Before, like literally, like probably five minutes before she comes back to put the catheter in, I finally pee. So it literally took me six hours to pee. Let's go. Uh, um, let's see. We're getting to the end of this. I'm going to say this. I probably... Oh, we'll be have, back next week. We'll be back next I week. I probably could have done. We'll be back. Can you be serious for two seconds? I probably could have done another kid, but after this experience, I'm, I'm, we're done. <laughs> I feel blessed that we got our boy and we got our girl, um, and they are both amazing children. Or you know, we done. Don't even ask me. Come don't on, ask man. me. Because I've had several people ask me, like, do you think you want a third one? Like, what the fuck? I can barely walk now. <laughs> like, I can't. I'm like knee deep in postpartum right now. You asking me about another one. Y'all got to stop this shit. That is a crazy question for somebody who is fresh out the hospital from having a baby. Whether you had a C-section or not. That's a crazy ass question. Be to respectful and use your mind. Don't just run right up. Hey, you ready for kid number three? Nah, man. Ask. How is recovery going? Ask, is there anything I can do to help you with recovery? Well, and so let me get into this um, and then we can wrap it up. But I'm not one to take help. I'm not like a fan of it. I'm not one to take help. But this pregnancy made me realize that I really was struggling. Like after I had her, I was struggling. And so before I had her, we had a meal train set up and that was probably the most helpful thing that I could have done for myself. Cause Bear, he has been amazing, but what he's not is a cook. You crazy? He's not a cook, and so I was tired of eating fast food. And so the we all fall friends, short somewhere. My friends have really shown up for me yeah, in this past time, week. Um, so like the first meal, we we got discharged on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Our first meal came to the door on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And so all throughout these past 12 days, we've had people dropping off food to our house. And it has been amazing. Like even and I thought nobody else had signed up for it. Like I thought that we just had the first week covered. But last night I had another friend drop off more food. So that has been the biggest blessing to us. And if you're trying to see like how you can help a new mom, 
No matter what, granted, this has been super helpful for me because after I had Blake, I was able to, I was up walking around doing all the stuff, but you just cannot do that when you back had a outside, girl. And so the food has been super helpful. I've had multiple people send DoorDash, Uber Eats gift cards. Love That's em. been helpful. I love those. Um, and if you if you're trying to think of something to get a C-section, Mama, the day I got home from the hospital, I had another girl. She had sent to me. She had shipped me some depends. Um, that was my relationship that you didn't let me get done with. You kind of just interjected, but keep going. She had sent me some depends and some ice packs. Yep. What was ironic about the ice packs that she sent is that I was using them in the hospital, but the hospital ran out of them. And I'd already bought a box in the past like two days. Like the last two days I was in the hospital, they had run out of them. So they were making ice packs out of diapers. <laughs> so she had those the ice packs sitting right on the doorstep. Um, and then Bear, it was like a box of 12 from Amazon. Bear had bought another box and I've used them. I think I got like two ice packs left. So think of things that they could, they could actually use, but I will say they could always use food because it's just, it just takes the burden. It's one less thing that you have to worry about because before my mom got here, it was really hard for Bear to think about food when Blake came home and Blake wanted all of his attention, but I needed his attention. You know, it was just a lot. So send your friends food. And I'm going to tell you an underrated food product that every man should get their woman who has a c-section you just had it in your hand where is it you ate it already what fiber one bars i'm talking about the best thing you can do go get a pack of 24 fiber one bars she will thank you because once again, not only does she have to urinate, she also has to have a bowel movement within a certain amount of time. Man, that fiber one hand, my girl, farting and pooping like nobody in it. She was like a little baby. Yeah, so they don't make you, <laughs> they don't make you poop. Or they didn't make me poop before I left the hospital, but they did say that I had to be passing gas because when they cut your stomach open, it like air gets into your stomach. Oh, child, I was in deep. That was the night I was up crying all night because it's like the incision was hurting in my stomach. I had gas built up all the in like, your shoulders. You kept in talking my about shoulder, my shoulder, my back, my ribs. Like I was in the worst pain I had ever felt. So they sent me home with a prescription of colates. It wasn't working fast enough. Um, and then he come, brings home the a box right of fiber idea. one bars, which the fiber one bars did help me start like passing gas. And I think the colace is what finally helped me poop. This is TMI. But for <laughs> reference, I had not pooped since Wednesday morning when I went to the hospital. I was not actually able to poop until that Monday. God, you were full of shit. Yeah. So my, my <laughs> stomach was like. Torn to pieces. But them fiber one bars had my girl singing on that toilet. Hallelujah. It was a combination of colace and fiber one bars. And the salads that I and the that I started um eating. We so happy to be back. (laughs) She's okay. The baby's healthy. And the gang's all here. Man, welcome back, y'all. We appreciate it, man. Tell the people where they can find you. India Damarie on Instagram. 
You can find me at BLOVE1911 on all social platforms. But the most important thing to do, follow She and I Podcast on Instagram and everywhere else. Go to YouTube, lock in, subscribe, hit the notifications so you will know when we upload the videos. But in the meantime, in between time, thank you again. It's been real. It's been fun. She, 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 I, 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 I,